Boom, hit different bonus episodes, still with All Day, still with Sosa Fiamoli in the room. Let's talk songs and artists that hit different for you over time. First time when you were a kid, a song had a massive, massive effect on you. Go. Bang, all right. Seven or eight years old, I get a CD player. Monkey's Greatest Hits. Daydream Believer. Just, you know good song i don't know what to tell you i hadn't heard much music at that stage but where did it hit you right in the heart in the head in the groin in my little preteen groin i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sigmund freud knew uh, he knew uh i don't know yeah i think probably uh in the heart even though the monkeys you know they get criticized they're not the beatles but that song really holds up and i listened to it on the way here just to sort of you know uh run my head over it again and god Look, it's yeah. still so good yep it's it's joyous it's yearning. Is is a whole? Oh, there's a whole. It's very pure. Raft of, raft yeah, of it's very pure. Do you know, guys? At first, my girlfriend didn't believe me when I told her I was the head of the Monkeys fan club. You weren't. But then I saw her face. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know whether I nailed it. It felt good. Um, awesome. So, so you listen to the Monkeys, and where do they take you after that? Like, what else? started pricking up your ears um to be honest that was the i had a sh- i was really big into basketball i had a shaquille o'neal album and a monkeys album Sick. what's up doc can we rock shaquille o'neal <laughs> <laughs> so you know because shaquille o'neal wasn't the best at music i've gravitated towards the monkeys for Pop the time for you, what was shaquille o'neal's backing band called oh good question shaquille o'neal and the fushnikins <laughs> Oh, well, they wow. were his favorite rap group, too. For real. I didn't know they were his backing band. I think they collabed. Wow, well, look, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay, let's have a quick prediction. How many um, monthly listeners does Shaquille O'Neal have? <laughs> if it's more than me, I qu- I'm actually yeah. going to quit. <laughs> quit. You quit. You quit. <laughs> okay, he's got 203,000. You're on the 660,000. Yeah, so that means good. I can you're do good. one you're more good. year of this. Exactly. We'll check up in 12 exactly. months. And- <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking good I got good. worried there for like a yeah. brief second I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oof, no. This could have been the yeah. end of it all <laughs> Finally tipped me over the edge Excellent We're always Flip close this little table right. <laughs> and fuck off Hello Kuali as well You were writing to I think you Some um, maybe basketball DVDs Where you they were playing heaps of hip hop Yeah Talib Kuali what, oh what else What else uh, So there was a, a funny Talib story Continue. Oh cool no, Alright no. that's good uh, So there was an album That Talib Kuali did with DJ Hightech called reflection eternal and there's a song called eternalist that was on escape video there were 411 vm videos that that they used to like you know sell at skate stores or whatever and uh that song just hit me i was like the soul sample and just like he was just very lyrical the multi flow thing very 90s flow any any flow that you can hit us with any favorite talib Um, verse how did that song go I'm a journey. I'm a journalist. Am I eternal or an eternalist? I can't remember the, how this song goes now, but like, we'll just take that snippet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that just made me yeah, that just exploded my brain, and that was at the same time I was discovering you know you know skateboarding and other rap mm. music, and yeah, that was that was pretty pivotal that moment. Unreal. And when did yeah. you discover marijuana? Oh well, discovered uh, my parents growing it in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Very Uh, Blackwood, big up Blackwood. (laughs) Take a bow. Uh, I don't know. There was a. It was always around. You know, there was like a fair fair bit of drugs in my uh, area and family. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah. The, when I first smoke it, probably, I don't know, 12 or 13. What was the, the best early smoking memory for you? And I, I'm just peppering you with a question so I could throw one at you. I remember first time I ever smoked marijuana listening to the Tea Party, Led Zeppelin ripoff band, having the most amazing 10 cone night in Hampton Park somewhere, listening to the Tea Party, and it was just like, this is the fucking music I'm listening to for the rest of my life. Wow. And I went up going to see them eight times in concert. And, <laughs> and then had like a weird beef with them online. I've heard a review I did for them. you call them a Led Zeppelin ripoff? Well, no, eventually I realised they weren't, they weren't that great. They, they didn't evolve. But, you know, take it back to the, the time of just really, really loving it. You know, and food tastes better. Music sounded better. You know, mm. God love pot. For, for you know when it's when you use it correctly yeah it can feel like a fun little explorative drug yeah. can't it like take you to a different realm completely on a completely. nice night yeah i don't know the first the first time i ever smoked it i think i thought it was with my friends and i got angry i was like these guys are faking being high fuck these guys kind of <laughs> 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 I, have, I have like different reactions but um then you know sound like a, a blast you sound like a fun guy yeah. to, to rip some cones with <laughs> i was clearly like spinning out a little bit uh but some uh, there was a big day early big day out i went to that uh we 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 d- disassembled a first generation ipod took out all the batteries and parts and filled it with like doobies yes. <laughs> or whatever right Put it, so that we got all this uh drugs in and then uh, i remember my friend i think we did some pills as well my friend cried at um what was the band that did it's just a song about ping pong oh my god i pray to please i pray to please yeah. yes yeah, he, he cried <laughs> during i pray to please because <laughs> it was so life-changing Good <laughs> yeah. that's incredible I love it. Fantastic. So yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, that was. I saw. I don't know someone else that day, and we were a bit high, Excellent. and it was a lovely day. Nice. The new record has a smudge, especially pumpkins kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm. What's the indie and and the rock kind of vibe that you got into? Well, tell us a, a, a story with a beginning, a middle, and the end. Uh, well, beginning. I'm not so. My stories are more like sort of rambling. So if you could give me we'll a nice wrap up, Courtney. You mean where I discovered rock music? Or like yeah, just the first time rock music hit different for you. Uh, so what I think when I was like probably, you know, late teens, my friends were, a lot of them were in bands. And so the my kind of group was like half rap outcasts and half like rock outcasts. So we always awesome. had like a mix of both music going on at the parties. Then there was like Wu-Tang that would meet in the middle or like certain stuff that mm. we could, we could all agree on. Um, but yeah, I guess like maybe like. Stone, I was like getting into the Rolling Stones, like you know, end of high school, Beast of Burden. Mm-hmm. That, that's like who showed you the Rolling Stones? My friend, probably my friend Leon. We would sit around at his pool in Adelaide. Uh, his, you know, his Greek, his kind of Greek family. So he had like this big white house, big pool, and we yeah. would, uh, <laughs> and, you know, we felt like we were in Mykonos or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we would just sit there all summer and listen to the Stones, and you know, that's probably cool. you know, any particular song. Uh, if I'm picking a song like Beast of Burden is my stone song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot. Mm. Uh huh. What's the song? Uh, have you got a karaoke stone song? Under my thumb. <laughs> Anything? Uh, what's it? Yeah, I mean, like, I like that Mick Jagger, his vocals are like early days, they're like kind of like almost i wouldn't ever say he's a bad he's that bad but early days he wasn't like he's not a long note singer new you know so that's i find i always like i'm attracted to singers who have uh, unconventional voices unreal yeah 
Very good. Very diplomatic. Have you thought about being a music writer? It's, it's a really good way of describing <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> on the triple... Unconventional voice. Uh, the triple J writer said I had a reedy voice the other day. And I was like, I had to Google it. And it means like high and unclear. I was like, fucking bastard. <laughs> I quite like... I think reedy works for you. All right, cool. Because it's slightly disaffected. Because you're a person, that, when I listen to you, you're all in. But there's a way that you pull back a little bit and give us a bit of mystery. Mm. And so you're not like, this is everything you have to like me. And some musicians, there's a guy called Just Shy, for instance, who tweeted at me the other night. He's like, hey, I noticed you hit like on my post. What do you think of my song? Mm. And I went through his song. I said, these bits are too eager. Um, mm. And he took it really well. He said, you know, th- th- these other bits work really well when you, when you pull away from us a little bit and make us come to you. And I think I that's think what, that's what this record it. does in a lot of ways. It's sort of... He sort of backs off and goes, oh, okay, I'm over here. You know, you want to come with me? That's fine. If you don't, that's fine as well. And I think especially at the age we're at now where everything is just clawing for your attention. Yeah, I think that's maybe why I appreciated this record as much as I did because I was just like, oh, I can actually sit with it. And there are different – because I've listened to it about, God, six or seven times now and it's just like there are, there, there'll be different pockets with each listen mm. cool. that I can be immersed in because yep. it's not like – Here's like five radio singles in the top half of this album. Yep. Like, 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 like. Yep. Shove it, shove it, shove it, shove it. It's just like, oh yep. wow, it's there's layers. I think too, because Thomas you know? proved he's triple the rapper of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I mean, he's done that. Shaq didn't have an album like this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're the Fush Nickers now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Shaquille. He gave us a shout out on uh, Instagram the other day. Fact check. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, I want, to, I want to just a bit more, if we can. Tell us about that all day where you've had moments of just like, okay, I want to do this now because that sounded so good. Mm, okay. Operator, please, at the big day out. <laughs> Operator, please. He didn't make me cry. I always found it funny. Or a Ting Ting's guy. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's funny you would say that because they were at the same big same day, day out. Yeah, I was there. I remember that one. Dude, that, they were good <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Stacy. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So I was right up the back of the ting thing that day. Um, that was yeah. such a moment. That was a moment in time. And they were fucking, I remember seeing, sorry to buddy, a metal guy with like a Mastodon t-shirt getting into the ting tings. Wow. They not. Yeah. They were everywhere. Yeah. They but yes. Were. So do you mean a live music moment? Or yep. like a... With the right. beginning, a middle, and the end. You have, to, <laughs> you have to keep in mind, I, you know, I grew up in Adelaide, so we didn't have as many we gigs. We didn't have as much access. Mm. Um, I went to, I just went to a lot of like underground rap gigs as a kid. Mm. So let m- let me just mention some Australian hip hop. Absolutely, go for it. A guy called Delta from Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy that we sort of knew through like the scene, and he was always really kind to us, and um, would like kind of educate us and basically when we were like 15 he was like stop listening to this australian hip-hop like start listening to american <laughs> yeah. hip-hop like this music sucks <laughs> even though he made australian it was hip-hop era wasn't it um i don't know i never know what people mean when they say skip hop what does that mean? i think they're talking about downside and you know maybe 1200 techniques and that earlier kind of twangier aussie battler that kind of vibe so i'm 43 so perhaps even pre you getting into hip-hop mm. yeah that kind of when, when it just had that real twang to it yeah it's a little bit 28 days there's a band that's, that's skip hop ah okay yeah cool i mean like yeah it was there was a sort of factions of you know and so mm. his whole yeah. thing was like i make like you know real hip-hop boom bap blah 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 yeah. they're cool um but yeah he yeah, made some really cool stuff and so seeing him i think at some venue that doesn't exist i was gonna anymore. say do you remember the the clubs you used to go to 
uh just stuff stuff that doesn't exist anymore yeah. so like uh there was one on north terrace called uh traffic yeah i know traffic um jimmy rose which yeah. was a pub on light square Jesus. Um, yeah. like it's just oh shit that is not there anymore but they used to be like really good just like scrappy bars for those underground hip-hop gigs you know like yeah. they used to be the fucking the best yeah it was cool to be in that scene, like at 13, 14, and there was like battles and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was like just, you know, there was a night that was like on a Tuesday night in the city. So we'd catch the train down and there was like all the young, like, you know, graph kids or whatever would be like freestyling out the front. And like, you know, we're really, you know, we're really in a, in a movement. Totally. Oh, Did you have it? Can you remember your eight mile moment? I mean, I only ever... Th- I'm, this is how 8 Mile I am, right? I never even would have recorded music if I didn't win a rap battle. And the, pri- the prize for the rap battle was recording time at a studio. That is sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a community centre in the northern suburbs. At NSS in Adelaide. Yeah. Non-sound Do you remember anything that you, that you rapped in that rap bottle that, that it was like, you know... It's probably Fatality. pure homophobic drib- dribble <laughs> 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 because that's what the, that that's what the language of the time was. was. At the time, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And we thank 360 for changing his stance on using the F word. True story. My friend Cam Adams interviewed him and Cam, Cam's gay and he said at the end of the interview, hey, I noticed you use the F word quite a bit, you know, the, for the, the homophobic slur. Um, you know, my pe- you know, my people, my community really reject that word and... And 60 was like, oh, really? Oh, man, I'm, I didn't know. And he stopped using it from that point mm. forth. And he actually talked about it on Q&A as well the cool. week after. Cool. He's, a, he's a good person. Yeah. I like him. I think so. I think yeah. so. He's had his struggles, obviously. But yeah, I think his heart's in the right place. And, yeah. you know, he's done a bit. Um, yeah, course, I think that's like the, the thing about language is like, uh, I remember on my first album, like reviewers said, oh, he says bitch so much. I was like, well, I grew up and like with the people I grew up <laughs> with, like it was very like, I never considered not saying that yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in rap form at least, you yeah. know, so like, yep. it's just like, um, yeah, there's, certain, there's certainly like this middle class, like mm. um, language policing that goes on for people who yep. just have not been, uh, you know, exposed to that sort of. Thought. They've never been hood adjacent, you know. Exactly. Very good. And to that reviewer, male or female, we say, "Wrong, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in, Courtney. Awesome. All right. And I'll quickly tell you a quick story. Okay, this goes for thirty seconds or less. So, I interviewed all day. He came in. We played table tennis together, and I gave you a pair of gloves. We had a great time. To all beautiful talk, day. Yeah. Talking about the record. Uh, the record being um, uh, my last starring, one, starring, starring right, yeah. over the phone. I went away. I got made redundant at the Herald Sun. I had to file that story, which I've been plugging like, yes, this is going to be a great story on all day. I had to prove myself that it was going to be a great story on all day because you weren't necessarily a chart hit. And the Herald Sun was looking for someone in the charts. They said, we need lots of Veronicas in this story. I said, sure. I put on the wham, bam, thank you, fam. My first party with Jerome Barazzi. It went really, really well. The next day, it was deadline day. I'd left it to the last day. I go to the tape and I press it and (laughs) there was no, our whole chat was destroyed, oh, Did, didn't exist. So I tweeted direct message Thomas thinking, fuck, he's got 240,000 fans and he's all these other fans. There's no way he's going to see this. I need this to happen today. And he got straight back to me and said, yeah, man, I can do another chat. No worries. So within 30 minutes, we're on the phone. I got to ask heaps of Veronica's questions, which is what my editor wanted. The chat ended up being way better and the, inter- and the interview like, was a full page story and it turned out so much better because you were good enough to be checking your messages and um, having a starry night over Aww, lunch with your new girlfriend, that. Memphis LK, 
and everything worked out really, really well. So I want to thank you for pulling through for me. Well, thank you because, uh, you know, that was a cool article for me to be in the paper as well. That's special. Everybody wins. Everybody wins.